0: Good afternoon, Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media, and I'm here for this week's Embedded Insiders with Brandon Lewis, Editor-in-Chief of Embedded Community Design. Hello, Brandon. Hi, Rich. How are you today? I am doing okay. Uh, it's pretty warm here. I went for a walk, and now I'm sweating. So, um, anyway.
1: Well, uh, no sympathy.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I, I. As I was saying that, I realized it's probably like 100, 130 degrees where you are, right? Yes, $400 uh,
1: power bill for AC.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so this week, uh, as we do in embedded insiders, we look at what was what happened this week. Um, the big news, at least on the consumer front, was that Apple announced some new iPhones and a new I- Uh, I always say iWatch, it's an Apple Watch, right? Is that the proper name?
1: It's an Apple Watch, and I wouldn't be surprised if they also introduced some new interface that makes everybody have to go out and get a bunch of dongles or the new iPhone or something.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's actually funny because there's been so many complaints about the, you know, that they changed over to the other interface that they removed the where you plug the earbuds in anyway. Um, what they announced this week on the phone front, for the most part, was that they have larger displays. They have a faster processor, which is like whoop you do. Oh. Of course, you have a faster processor. But yeah. the fact that they didn't introduce anything that uh, has a big wow factor sort of led me to think about um, who are the real innovators in our space? So I thought that would be a a good topic for us to discuss this week. Um, If if we're saying that Apple is is not an innovator anymore, um, who would you say is a real innovator in our space? So uh, I'll throw it out to you first. Give me somebody who is a real innovator and tell me why. Wow, that's a real tough question
1: because obviously we are in the technology space, so everybody's trying to innovate in one way or the other. Um, but for right now, I think that I would go with uh, Probably a lot of the um, of the silicon I semi silicon and semiconductor IP companies that are building the next Generation of processor that's going to be used for for neural networking and uh, and AI and machine machine learning a lot of these Processors are, are supposedly going to be designed in the form of a neural network layered like a brain Um, with synapses that uh, shoot around data in non-traditional ways if you're thinking about a processor from a CPU perspective a couple of the guys doing things in that arena are SIVA SIVA has been doing a lot of stuff there Um, Another one is uh, this is going to be strange to say but imagination technologies is doing a lot of stuff there Then you got your synopsis and cadences and you know also mentor um, you know them applying Uh, Machine learning and and thinking about ways that that can be used down um, at the eda level uh, that's also really cool So I think that's where a lot of innovation at least for embedded companies is going to spawn from because you know A lot of the embedded companies are still uh, looking to build uh, smaller socs than your you know than your average bear
0: Well, I thank you for not picking the one that I was thinking in my head, and I, I thought you would actually, but uh, the guy who seems to be always ahead of the game is NVIDIA. Um, they seem like they're playing like in a, in a different stratosphere as the, rest, as, as the rest of the processor guys. Um, what they're doing with AI and machine learning and autonomous driving and all of that stuff, um, they uh, are doing some incredibly cool stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can't, well, A, I'm just going to say out, out, flat out, NVIDIA does have the best marketing probably of any, uh, maybe maybe of any tech company out there. Um, you know, they're always pushing the, the cool new thing, um, you know, whether it's on the consumer side of gaming or whether it's uh, something like Autonomous Drive or, you know, it's always the flashiest markets that they're marketing towards.
0: So are you saying that what they're doing isn't really head and shoulders above what everybody else is doing, but they're just better at, at marketing what they're doing?
1: I'm trying to think about this from a practical application standpoint, right? Like, so in a lot of cases that, you know, it, NVIDIA is awesome at the feeds and speed stuff, you know? So their they're GPUs, their they're processors, um, you know, if you put them in a data center and you're doing something like training an and artificial intelligence model, Um, And you need just a bunch of honking horsepower. um, That's awesome. They're they're great. They're great for that But when I start to think about other applications, especially the ones that we consider in the embedded space like even even a non-traditional embedded application like an automobile and having to uh, Do some neural network processing um, out on that air quotes edge edge node or endpoint um, you know it, it it's not really a great fit from a power, size, cost, uh, thermal uh, pr- perspective as some of the other stuff that I was alluding to that the, the IP guys are working towards because I mean th- what, is, what is a what's a Tegra X2 or, or one of those things going to do to the architecture of a vehicle not to mention the cost?
0: Yeah I, I respectfully disagree um, that's the way processor technology tends to come down if, if you go back through the history of Intel um, back in the day they weren't really concerned about the power because people just needed the processing uh, performance and they figured out how to make it work and, and I think we're seeing the same thing you know this this is the early days of this of this type of, of, of technologies and I don't think anybody's really looking at to how to do this stuff running from a from a from a battery from a coin cell at this point it's just give me the processing performance Let's get the application done, and then in, in the second, third, fourth generation, we'll, we'll reduce the power and, and figure out how, how to run it from a battery.
1: Well, see, this is, this is why I think that, that some of the guys I mentioned are, are, are doing the most innovative stuff. What, what we're talking about, and, and it's like, like with Google, you know, making a tensor processor. We're talking about innovation in the, in the form of something that has not been done before. NVIDIA, while they do offer a ton of processing performance, it, it, it's still a GPU, right? Uh, it, it's, it's a parallel processing GPU. And for a lot of applications, that's great. Um, but, like I mentioned, there are the other, the other practical reasons that that's a problem. But, you know, there are a lot of different types of machine learning and artificial intelligence, intelligence workloads. And they're not all best suited for a GPU, they're not all best suited for a DSP. Um, you know, that's why FPGAs are are gaining a lot of interest right now in in uh, in neural network processing. But I think the real innovation that we're going to see, and it's going to be you know a, a long ways out. You know the innovation runway is is very long. Um, but are these new types of neural network accelerators, uh, these neural network processors that don't really have a a name yet? Uh, but you know those are the things that are going to be. Designed in a way that they do fit embedded applications and allow us to use this Automated intelligence everywhere around us um, You know on light street lamps and you know stop signs and you know in the mall and all that stuff without having to have a You know a plug-in to a massive uh, DC power AC DC power, or DC power supply um, Just to you know be able to say that that's a cat or a dog
0: Okay uh, we should probably wrap up, but w- one last thing I'd like to say, and um, it's nice that I can get the last word in here. Uh, you're selling them short, and I'm going back to NVIDIA, and I apologize if, if I sound like um, I'm a homer for NVIDIA, but um, a lot of it is in the software, and they are making a, a lot of progress on doing the software. It isn't just a GPU. It's it's all the stuff that goes with it. It's it's the tools. It's the whole ecosystem.
1: That is and, a very good
0: um, They lack there for sure. You know when when you compare them to an Intel or, or an ARM, but it's it's pretty darn good.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point, actually, Rich. You know, a lot of the the, the TensorFlow stuff. I mean, you can you can say that that um, Nvidia is probably responsible for a big part of making. Um, artificial intelligence relevant and providing the frameworks or the, some of the initial frameworks that got out there and got popular and got mainstream. So couldn't disagree there.
0: Great. Well, I think that wraps up this week's embedded insiders. Uh, I think you are headed off to uh, over the pond next week, right?
1: Yes, I am. So next week I will be in, uh, in Germany a little bit South of Munich um, we're going to be there for a presser. Uh, it's going to have a bunch of uh, bunch of companies with our friends from our friends over at Publitech. Um, hopefully, I'll find out some exciting new stuff. Some of it may be announced at shows later this year. We'll find out. Um, and then after that, I'm off to uh, Scotland and uh, maybe up to St. Andrews. We'll see.
0: Sounds good. And and I am off to Bluetooth World next week. So hopefully, I'll have some news as well.
1: Very good. We're traveling. Okay. Directions
0: for Brandon Lewis and Rich Nass, the Embedded Insiders. I hope you have a great I hope you have a great trip, Brandon.
1: Thanks, you too, Rich.